Let me lick your ears. You're not allowed near my pasta to read. No one wants me to lick their ears. Well, dude, mine are stretched. You're not going to lick them either. Like, either way. <laughs> okay. Uh... Gotta get your fucking tongue stuck in my earlobe. <laughs> I'm probably so stupid, I probably that probably would happen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Pillbox Podcast, the place where three autistic retards get together, and one occasionally joins us, but gone again so what are he you gonna always do? keeps escaping the trunk of my car you keep unlocking it well he always says he needs to go to the bathroom and i need to be polite and give him bathroom privileges just give him a fucking bucket to piss in i already use my bucket for mating rituals give him a bottle <laughs> like a half empty bottle of pepsi that way you can fill it and then drink it uh jeb quick question is it fucking Halloween? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Why the fuck are your nails orange and black? Because they're my two favorite colors, fuckwad. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. <clears throat> yeah, I'll give the people at home a better look. <laughs> okay, so... um. Basically, um, same format as always. The video is not changing much. Uh, just um, at some point, I would like to, once we get better set up and a better understanding of how this works, I would like to be able to set it up to where they can see what I'm putting up on screen and be able to hear the audio. And we'll be able to react to stuff uh, as well as talking and reading things and reviewing things. That's why we're doing the video and that's why I've got the uh, still image right up there and so um right now it's just going to be the pillbox image i'm probably going to do some editing to the image i have a few ideas for that but for right now this is what you get uh i will put our logo up at the top and then once um malcolm finishes the goddamn commission that i commissioned him for we'll be using our custom pillbox artwork for the background but just so you guys have an idea of future plans, um, format's still the same, though. Uh, I will be reading a bad creepypasta this week. Um, I didn't research again. Um, Vic will be doing his new segment. He's going to be introducing something very new, and it's really exciting. I'm really down for this. And Jeb will be reviewing anime, as always. So uh, with all that out of the way, I think we're ready to roll. Boys, you all ready to roll? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, who's going first? Um, how about, uh, I go first. All right. Sounds perfect. Let's do this. So my new segment, or at least this is going to be the prototype of my new segment because I just thought of this is two turds, one nugget. So I ba so I basically find two movies that are gigantic pieces of shit. And then one movie that I find good and that everyone should watch. Now, the genesis of this idea was after I watched the movie that the mask-wearing fuckwad recommended to me. Uh, you deserved it. Uh, just hearing, I got a live blow-by-blow -blow of the first, like, half hour of the movie from Vic. And I have to say, this is going to be a fucking treat, man. I am excited. 
Okay, so the fucking cinematic opus that I was blessed with from the gods what is called Deathbed the Bed That Eats. That name alone just it sets up for good things. Don't you feel the David Lynch vibes? I felt uh, some extreme seventies. I, I felt a vibe of lynching, that was for sure. I I we don't use the L word unless we're referring to David Lynch. Oh, I forgot. Right, right. Monetization. Anyway. So the film is about exactly what it is. It's a bed that eats people. Although it doesn't really eat people. Okay. First of all, the movie's so fucking cheap that it doesn't even have like a even a shitty puppet to make the bed actually eat someone. So, so do you see the bed eat anyone at any point in the movie, or is it all inferred? Well, how it works is the bed emits this orange fuzz kind of thing. Uh. Where so it so it's supposed to be like a stomach acid. And then you see the like so so there's this so there's scenes where you see a full person in the bed's stomach, although it's clearly a glass aquarium filled with whatever the fuck they filled it with, and I know it's a it's a glass tank because at some points in the movie you can actually see the reflection of the glass of the light of light hitting the glass. And okay, where do I fucking start? So the movie starts and. Already, I'm treated to a minute and a half of someone eating an apple. God. That's supposed to be how the bed eats people. Is uh, okay. So, um, is this supposed to be artsy? It. I have no idea. Like, I'm not saying it is artsy because obviously it failed in every possible way. But was the attempt <laughs> to be artsy? Was that what they were going for? I okay, I would kind of say maybe because there are certain shots. I know I'm going all over the place, but the movie's all over the place. There are sometimes the movie the 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 movie will hold on a shot for far too long. So if you're actually a competent filmmaker and have a long take of something, let's say you're Lawrence of Arabia and you have a wide span of a desert or you're a horror or it's an actually good horror movie and you're have a long shot of let's say a hallway like in the shining this movie it's literally long shots of a sidewalk with bushes everywhere and i don't mean like oh there's like fog and cool effects no it's literally a cracky sidewalk for what a sounds what for what feels like hours, but it's really forty seconds of them holding on shots of sidewalks at some points okay. early on in the movie. Okay, what uh like usually uh as now correct me if I'm wrong, you're the film buff here. When people do long holding shots, generally speaking, these shots are supposed to convey something, yes? Like they're supposed usually, to be meaningful. So, what does usually, this convey? I um I'm tr I keep I 
replaying the film <laughs> in my head. I have no idea. Because usually with long shots, they're supposed to mean something. So, again, like I said with the Lawrence of Arabia, I know that's a weird fucking comparison to make, but that film has a lot of long shots. It's because it's the fucking desert, and you're supposed to feel the, gr- the grandness of the landscape. How yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Small, that makes small sense. And insignificant, small and insignificant the characters are by comparison. Or 2001 A Space Odyssey, where you feel the vastness of space or how slow everything's moving. Here, I have no idea what the fucking sidewalk is supposed to indicate. And I'm usually good with like, or and I'm usually good with like trying to figure out symbolic um, allegories or uh, symbolic connections. I have no idea what the fucking sidewalk is supposed to um, indicate. I assume you did research before jumping in. Did the person who directed this movie? Did they go to a school? Do they understand this stuff or the reasons for it? There is barely any info on this gentleman. He only has one credit on imdb and it's just this all the other actors they only did justice except for one person and i alluded to this person uh before the, the we started recording so there is an actor i freak, i don't know what role he plays again because i was in shock by how a bored i was and b how stupid the movie was so i can't remember what role he played so I apologize there. Excuse me. So there's an actor by the name of William Russ. Now, who is he exactly? After this, this is apparently this was apparently his first movie he did. I pity the fool that decided this project as their cinematic or as their acting introduction. What a fucking debut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so he would later appear in movies such as The Right Stuff in 1983, which got good reviews. He was in the TV show uh, Boy Meets World. And I'm not kidding. He was an actor in American History X. I've never heard of... I don't think I've heard of any of those. Okay, American History oh, X is with uh, Ed, Ed, Ed Norton. And that movie was nominated for an Oscar. Oh, okay. See, I'm not big with films. There's the movies that I like, and then I don't know shit else. So, yeah, I'm not going to know most of them. But, okay, so good actor, been in good movies, but his debut was this pile of shit is what I'm taking away from it? Yes. Okay, did he do good in this movie? Like, taking aside all the bullshit, was he a good actor in this movie? I think he was the brother that I think it was I believe he was the brother character and oh good fucking god he was so monotone in this movie there's this scene I'm jumping everywhere but I'm gonna try to encompass as many things there's a part of the movie where he's trying to kill the deathbed how do you kill a bed I don't know he has a knife on him and he's trying to stab the, the, the knife the, the, trying to stab the deathbed but the knife gets eaten. Well, not eaten. It's more like it's dissolved. It's It looks more like how a spider eats something where it's just drinking. That's really what this deathbed is doing. It's just dissolving people, but they add in apple-biting sound effects. Okay, so... Apple-biting sound effects? I don't know what else it could be because it sounds like how someone eats an apple. I could go find an app. I could go find an apple downstairs 
and just bite into it. Just that's... bite into it off camera, and then we'll say that your bet is eating someone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The director and... was probably off to the side eating an apple, and they're like, there's some weird sound in the shot of you eating, and he's like, no, 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 use it. Use it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Let's just keep it in, guys. <laughs> and, okay, so... I actually, I'm going to get to that actor in a bit because I want to talk about at least most of what I can do. So the film starts and there's these two, this couple, I don't know where the, why the fuck they would decide to have sex in this creepy looking house, but whatever. Finding a place to bang is probably scarce. I don't know. I would have just fucked on the grass, but anyway, um, we're then introduced we're then introduced to a guy that is trapped behind a painting. Yeah, see, that one, to me, went fucking nowhere. I, I stared at the screen, and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? What, why, what was the, see, you brought that up to me when you were giving me a blow-by-blow account of this movie. What was the point of the guy trapped in the picture? Oh, okay, so here's the thing I'm going to say probably from the film's pers- films reasoning and then the actual reason. So here's the film's reason for why the dude is trapped in a painting. Through a convoluted, um, his- basically history lesson of this deathbed and the many people he's eaten, one of which was some old woman who was looking up a lesbian porn magazine. Uh, I... I'm not even fucking joking. It's what is this? What what is this fucking movie? It's horrible. That's what it is. And and people were saying this is a masterpiece. I hope they were joking. So anyway, (laughs) this this um uh, this guy that was in the painting. He had tuberculosis that he named it something else, but it's it was another way. It's another way of saying tuberculosis and. The bed eats him, but then has the power to resurrect him. You tell me, he resurrects... Is this this bed like an evil god that just decided to look like a bed? No, here's the... And I'll get to the backstory, but basically, the dude... He resurrected the, the dude, put him behind a painting. Why... The funny part is, even the dude in the painting doesn't know. He flat out states, I have no idea why you did that. Maybe it was because you wanted to torture him. Maybe it's because you wanted a friend. I don't know why you did this. Uh, I'm I'm so lost. There's nobody that knows why anything is happening inside this movie. It is lost from beginning to end. The best part of it is the fucking credits. Although here's really the main purpose behind the guy in the painting. It's exposition. He just narrates constantly throughout the movie. He's just constantly narrating and explaining. And it's and really in a couple funny parts, he's insulting the bed's intelligence, calling him a moron. <laughs> calling him stupid and all this shit. And he's just really there to try to explain because the filmmakers are incompetent to show any of this shit. So I think there was like, there's one scene that I think perfectly describes this movie. And no, surprisingly, it was not the old lady with the lesbian p- porn mag. Oh, damn it. <laughs> there's a shot in the movie. This is after the bed eats. 
a couple people you're not going to give a shit about anyway. None of the it is not even like a horror movie needs deep characters, but holy shit, you won't remember any of these fucking people. Um, so after he eats a few people, he drinks Pepto Bismol. Yeah, that one kind of <laughs> I got lost on that. That was the scene where I was mentally checking out. Like, I that was the point where, oh, I'm gonna not follow fucking any of this until they got to the backstory of this bed, which made it even more confusing. So here's the plot. Here's the reason why this bed is a thing. So this demon person, demon, came to Earth, and he fell in love with this woman. At least that's what I think happened. So this demon came, fell in love with this woman. I think they fucked, and then the demon killed her through fucking. I have no idea. What the fuck? I'm just. I don't even know. I'm just guessing with from this point. And so, it was mercy. That's what killed her. <laughs> so, oh no! Wait, first the the to to woo the woman. I think the de- the demon made this bed so that they could fuck. I don't know. And maybe after something happened, which they never show, um, the demon cries blood, and the blood seeps into the fabric, and then a piece of the demon is in the bed, and that's why the bed can eat things. Oh, so you mean it's through sheer stupidity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, exactly. Oh, Jesus Christ. Although, and then near the halfway point of the movie, there's this these three women that come to this the, this abandoned house, the abandoned house where the bed is. And then the bed doesn't want to eat one of the women because one of the woman's eyes looks like the girl that the original demon fell in love with. I guess I guess that's why the dude that the 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 painting guy is explaining all this shit and all the while I'm thinking good god someone get him off the Ritalin <laughs> Motherfucker's deadpan through the entire thing He's more and I sound deadpanned Instead of taking it he should have been snorting it Exactly and don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> I'm totally not on drugs it's right now. I swear. Like I swear to God, I'm not on drugs while we're recording this. I swear, I swear, I swear. <laughs> so, what? what are drugs? I don't know. I'm a good boy. I've never done anything illegal in my life. I've never. Oh, wait, you would believe that I never did anything illegal in my life. For for real, I, yeah, I, I would believe the worst thing you've ever done is maybe stole a pack of gum. But if I've I'm never being even complete- done that, if I'm being completely honest, I actually respect you for that. You're one of the few people that I don't consider a pussy for not stealing shit. I actually have a lot of respect for you. I'll take that for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. These three women come in. I think two of them don't like her. And here's another thing. Sometimes the characters, like, mentally monologue out of nowhere. Is is there reasoning? Like, is the monologue... Does it help the movie in any way? I get more confused. Because sometimes there's, like... 
there okay so there's like a one black woman and two white women the black woman is monologuing about what about i think how she doesn't like one of the women and then another woman is saying she shouldn't have come which i have no idea why and then it gets into this point where apparently this girl ran away from home and the brother's trying to find her who i think is played by this william russ guy i think i'm kind of positive i don't know because at this point i was i was still hung up on the old lady lesbians <laughs> <laughs> and so he eventually he eats two of the women and one of the women she escapes from the bed at first and it's this long procession of her just dragging away from the bed with blood and it looks like someone just spilled a bunch of blood on her pants what the fuck like they're trying to show that the that her leg is eviscerated or something. It looks just looks like someone like put red paint on her blue pants and then just said, "Okay, you're wounded now." She's like like dragging and she's like, for, and how she groans. I'm less thinking um, how much in pain she is and more how good is she getting that dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being for real. <laughs> And eventually the bed, and bed's powers come out of nowhere. Sometimes the bed can, like I said, resurrect people or crack s sidewalks outside the house when he's mad. I don't know how he does it. I know it's it's supposed to be demon powers, but demon powers in good fiction, there's limitations because <laughs> he's not Satan. No, and the, no, but, that's Donald Trump. Oh, true there. And... So this woman is dragging, goes on for like four minutes, and it's the slowest fucking shit imaginable. The bed's just sitting there, doing nothing. And then as she comes, get about to get out of the house, then the bed goes, oh, wait a minute, I'm a fucking demonic bed, and takes part of the curtain uh, that he has, and then uses it like a whip or a, or a lasso and just drags her back. So it's like, what was the point of the past four minutes? Of her just groaning. Time consumption. What? Time consumption. That's that. all this movie is. <laughs> yeah. I and so... I warn you about this shit. Oh, God, I know. And so we get back to this, like, brother character that I was talking about in the beginning where he tries to stab the bed. The bed just eats the knife and then eats his hands. His hands come out and... It is so comical. These are these skeleton hands that they, that it looks like the director bought from a Halloween store. And it's, and he just looks like this. I know probably you guys can't see me, but he just is doing this for like the rest of the movie with his skeleton hands. <laughs> and my favorite, I think the I one scene... I am robot. I am yeah. robot. <laughs> so I think my favorite scene, though, is where... They're sitting by, like, a fireplace in the house because the, the deathbed traps them but is opening and shutting the door constantly. I think that's his way of humor. And the bones start... The bones of his hands start falling, and so he asks... I, again, I think it's his sister or a friend. I don't know. I checked out of trying to find the character um, connections. I swear the Count of Monte Cristo has less character connections than this movie 
and the bones start falling off, and then he asks the woman, hey, can you just take the bones off my hand? And so she's, like, taking bones off his hand. Like, what the or take, fuck? I don't even know. Bones just fall, and she's just like, I'm taking off all the bones off. And so he's armless now, I think. And then there's some convoluted way to get rid of the deathbed, which I'm not even going to try to explain, because at one point, I think the old woman that the demon fell in love with came back to life and then bonked the armless brother, I believe. All I saw was some fat asses. Bonk? What the fuck? And... What the fuck is a bonk? <laughs> you guys don't say bonk? You're saying bonk. Yeah, I'm saying bonk. Bonking. Have you never heard that term before, Jeb? I mean, I know he sounds like oh, a no, four-year-old. I just... I know he sounds like that's, a four-year-old dude, but it's it's Vic. You have to expect him to sound like a four-year-old. That's part of his charm. Unless he's talking about sexual shit and getting cum all over his face, he talks like he's three. I'm going to shove that three-year-old dick in your ass if you don't stop. Was that a... What the fuck? <laughs> I'm calling Child Protective Services. <laughs> so anyway... They find yeah, a way. going to skate right over that. Well, yeah, of course we are. I don't want to be in trouble again. <laughs> also, for disclaimer, no, I am not on a registry. I, I certainly hope not. But, you know, that's not always a sign of anything. It could just mean that, um, that, uh, that you haven't been caught yet. Okay, so anyway, back to naked dead women. <laughs> what so a <I> segue! Think... <laughs> yeah. So they resur- So the woman. So how they get rid of the bed is the the. I think at one point they the demon guy was sleep. His spirit is sleeping in a tree. I don't know. There's just a shot of this demon's eyes like um crossing with a tree so i think that's supposed to mean the demon spirit is in a tree or something again i have no idea what the fuck is going on with this movie <sighs> and they something about like i said the, i think the woman that the demon fell in love with was resurrected and i think has sex with the brother character around circles that were constructed by one of the other characters and then basically the house is then give is then lit on fire and destroys the de- de- the deathbed. And that was the movie. I loved it when I re- like I recommend I recommended this movie to you and I love the fact that you actually did it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's beautiful. So I have okay, two go. I challenge you to troll two. <laughs> Okay. That's one that's been reviewed a thousand times. I maybe I could try something like my honest reactions, not like do a review, but just go like ah, oh my god, oh god, oh go- oh wait, that why does that sound like I'm getting anally fisted? Because you probably are. Yeah, probably. Where are your hands? 
My pants? Hands. Right here. Okay, so at least you're not fisting yourself. <laughs> I hate everything. Anyway, so... I'm going to have two ratings for this movie. Because obviously I'm not doing a traditional out of ten score. Because when I find more pieces of dog shit movies, none of them are going to be on a ten score. There's going to be two ratings. One rating is how bad it is. There's... It's a one to five ranking I did. One is it's bad, but there's generally a lot of competence. So think of Blumhouse movies as an example. I would put it as a one, maybe a two. And then five is just utter incompetence. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. This movie, surprisingly, I would give only a 3.5 out of five on the bad incompetence scale. Because there was, I think, one or two things that were okay ideas. I, I it, feel like this is a situation where there were some decent ideas in this movie, but none of them were executed properly. No. And then in terms of how, how bad, how, you know, so bad it's good type of thing, I don't know. Honestly, there were, a few, like I said, the Pepto-Bismol and the... the the bones being picked out from the late from the man's decayed flesh. See that kind or, of stuff. That sounds like something that you would see in scary movie, like scary movie one and two. Oh yeah, that that doesn't this, sound like something that would really happen. That sounds like Shorty getting rolled up by a pot plant and smoked type of shit. Not something you'd actually <laughs> see in a horror movie. I know. So in terms <clears throat> of how so bad is good on entertainment, honestly, I would give probably a. 2.5 out of 5, really only because even though there's those hilarious moments, the movie is so... And I know boring is subjective, but it was so slow. I was at points not even... Couldn't even pay attention because nothing was happening. And I mean, literally, nothing would be happening for like three minutes. Sometimes. And this movie's only an hour 17. How could... How... That's like the biggest problem. The pacing is all sorts of fucked. How you can make an hour 17 movie feel like 177 minutes, so three, so almost three hours long, I have no idea. Maybe that's a sign of anti-genius. So stupid that it's like a black hole of dip fuckery. It's what atheists point at and be like, there, there's proof there's no God. <laughs> hello ladies and gentlemen this is monica from the future coming in while editing i just wanted to throw this little insert in there uh this is the point where we went on a very long unstructured twitter rant um if you notice up in the corner of the screen we have added some time stamps for each segment so if you do not want to see the rant that we went on about twitter <clears throat> you can just go to the time listed at the top corner when you get to that point and you can just skip past it um i felt it was important that we added it in there and kept it in there considering the content that's within but if the situations going on on twitter don't matter to you then there's no reason for you to have to watch it or sit through it if you don't feel like it um if you are somebody like me, Jeb, and Vic, who are um, 
who care a lot about Twitter and what goes on there, um, you might want to watch it just so you get an idea of what's been going on there and some of the issues that have been going on. Uh, don't expect this type of thing to happen every episode, but when there's big things going on on Twitter, we do plan to discuss it with you guys and bring it up. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Thanks for watching. Uh, have a great day. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We do not get enough interactions on these yet, and we're hoping to kind of try to boost that at some point. All right. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Have a great day. This movie is proof that there's no God. Um, okay, Vic, I, I feel like this PSA is a little bit important. I sent you uh, a tweet in your DMs. Uh, I would like you to not only retweet it, but if you agree with me that this is something that'd be kind of like important to mention on the podcast, I think that we should. That way, if our listeners can hear it, maybe they can, you know, help do something about it. Okay, so at Twitter, please read this and take it seriously. You have real problems on this site, and jokes aren't it. I saw real child porn here, and even with mass flagging, it took two days to do everything. But my friends joke with their friends, and you insta-ban and refuse to reinstate. That is really fucking true. I have had so many problems where I just will be just shit-talking with people, making jokes, like... I remember one time I was I was joking around with one of my friends who was who was bisexual. I was saying, "What are you?" I think, no, the joke was, "Ew, what are you, homo?" Like the most tame shit you can think of. I'm I'm uh, in in lot. I'm temporarily um uh not suspended, but um you know I'm in like timeout basically for seven days. Meanwhile. We're seeing actual, and I've seen it too. I've seen stuff like this too, like actual kitty porn being distributed, or people messaging other people publicly saying, "Here's where you can find certain items." But yet, I get fucking punished. I get punished. Yeah. Man, yeah. And I don't mean to make it about me. I don't mean yeah. to make it about me. It's so ridiculous with websites like this because they are more concerned with I don't know what like more concerned with trying to make sure people's feelings aren't hurt than actually cracking down on bad shit I'm not even talking about like people who are the, that retarded um, maps no map shit because I'm of the theory that as long as you're not going with ch going against children you yeah, should see the, the, like the, uh, the map accounts <clears throat> I don't like I have a problem with them and I'll report them when I see them but Twitter doesn't need to jump and crack down super hard on those right now. Those aren't the big no. problem. The ones that are a problem are these people who make like 50 million alt accounts and they have these code words that they use so other pedos can find them and they post legitimate real fucking child pornography. This shit needs to be cracked down and removed. I, I did not realize until Malcolm sent me a tweet that he had the one that I told you about that I had to um, report and like I quote tweeted and everything. Um, I did not realize that uh, pedophiles on Twitter use the term baguettes as a code for child porn. I didn't know that. I did not know that either. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know the code words. Yeah, apparently they've got like a fucking hive community, and all of these accounts they just get away with it. And when I reported that account, it took two days with everybody on top of it for Twitter to do shit. But my friend Conchu, the one that I jokingly said was my Twitter husband, he said yeah. to one of his friends as a joke, "What are you a fag?" Instaband. 
His friends tried to get a hold of Twitter. They wouldn't let him back. He tried to message Twitter himself and explain it. They wouldn't let him back. But these fucking accounts can run rampant, and I'm sick of it. No, Dude, I got an IP ban. I'm still trying to figure out why. Yeah, I, I, I think the first I ever said on that was like "fuck" or "shit" or "cunt." Yeah, and you, most I mean, of your shit is clearly jokes. And when it is directed at somebody, it's directed at somebody who's being a bigger asshole than you are. No, I've even had points where, um, now I don't really care about uh, if someone wants to be an asshole online. That's not my thing. If you want to be an, a raging sexist, racist, homophobe on the internet, I could get two fucks less about it but if twitter says they don't want this type of thing then i'm going to hold their feet to the fire about this i have seen so many accounts where there are actual um and i know i make my types of jokes so but i mean like if we're going to go with the standard that we shouldn't have like very offensive content or stuff that degrades people then why the fuck can i find accounts that are littered with this type of with the type of um, messages and words that are apparently bad, but yet when I do it, or when Monika does it, or when Jeb does it, or when everybody that I've known who's a bit edgier um, <laughs> says only one of the one of the bad words, they're gone immediately. Yet some of these accounts, it's just littered with this shit, yeah, right. and yet nothing's done. Now again. I don't give up. Now, in this case, it's not the same as uh, actual child porn. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not fucking stupid. But if, again, if we're going to have these rules, we're supposed to um, keep with it. Yeah. Like, even when I'm on my Twitter account, I purposefully have to censor myself because I don't want the bots or whoever picking it up because I've had that problem in the past and I can't keep making as many accounts as I can make. I'm trying to stick with the one I got. But there are accounts that can say, you know, kill this. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying them, by the way. Kill Jews, kill gay people, kill... Da, 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 da. And on other websites, you can be... I'm, again, if you want to be an asshole on the internet, be an asshole on the internet. But Twitter, you have these fucking rules. Keep with them, or shut the fuck up. Yeah. And then with child pornography, and again, I don't mean the map, even though I don't like those motherfuckers. Yeah, they like, need to be reported to, but they're not actively doing anything illegal. Posting child yes. pornography is against the law. And if these fuckers are doing it, they need to be shut down immediately. Twitter needs to learn these fucking code words, figure all of this shit out, and sick the bots on them. Yeah, like, people like me aren't doing shit. We're just, like... Like I and see, this is one thing that where I fucking hate this website. I can't have fun anymore, but yet, meanwhile, there are these... Probably foreign accounts from some bump, some buttfuck country, um, actually selling illegal shit, and yet it's like you said, it takes two days. Yeah. Yet meanwhile, someone like me, I get, and I, again, I don't mean to make this about me, but I've had too many problems with this. I get banned instantly. Yep. Uh, for a good what? example, uh, I'll make it about me for a second. A good example, one of my seven-day bans on my original account. And yeah, I get it. I crossed the line by saying this. And I'm going to say it right here on the podcast. I don't care. It's not like we're fucking monetized. Uh, this account was saying, <clears throat> saying the N-word is a slur, but there's nothing wrong with saying death to all white people. And I responded and I said, if it's okay to say death to all white people, then it's okay to say nigger. Okay. And that's all I said. And I got a seven-day ban for that. I don't know. Like, I understand why my first account got banned. Uh, yeah. I was doing nothing. But <laughs> anybody who was near my account knows. 
it was nothing but like rage posting, uh, just going off around everybody. But when I was doing the uh, the old Jeb account, you didn't do like I said. You fucked around with Spaghetti Dog. That was the worst that you did on the old Jeb account. You screwed around with Spaghetti Dog. And Spaghetti Dog was a fucking joke account that got burned too. Now I have to be extra careful and I have to... I can't play the Super Edgelord with Spaghetti Dog like I used to. Now I'm playing a character of a stupid dog that's a little bit edgy. But yet I am following somebody whose username is the CEO of racism. And they post like intentionally racist shit as a joke. They're kind of funny. I follow them because they're kind of funny, but it's like overtly racist shit. Nothing happens to them. Like what's the, um, what's the distinction here? Again, you want, again, this is not me talking about, Oh my God, why is there? I don't give a fuck, but this is the thing you say. You don't want this stuff. Okay, fine. It's your website. You do what you ever want to do. It's a free market, all that good shit. Yep. Private, all that good shit. But you have these rules, and we sh you should tell us, hey, this is what you're supposed to say. This is what you're not supposed to say. And it can be this picky, choosy thing where um, this person can say it, but this person can't say it. This person can do this. This person can't do this. Yeah. And it's not even like, just like okay, check marks, I get I get why they don't go after them most of the time. Yeah, but that's stupid. The, still, I don't like. Well, the, stupid. I don't yeah. like the special treatment that um, verified accounts that certain verified accounts get. But at the same time, I do understand that uh, with the verified accounts, you're more likely to get a human review, and with a human review, it's more likely going to be, oh, well, this was clearly a joke, so we're going to let this slide. So, although I don't like the preferential treatment, I do get it because it's hard to human moderate a site as big as fucking Twitter. Yes. However, the when these bots are so or who whatever's going on, because I'm not going to say, oh, it's just bots, because I don't know what the fuck goes on behind the scenes. I'm not even going to pretend I do. But yeah. when you have these rules set in place and then almost anything can set off these accounts and it's no reason at all. But then again, there's actual illegal shit being tossed around people violating the rules that you yourself state and yet you don't do anything about it but then when other people are because this is mainly affecting people like us the i don't know what they would call us the edge lords or whatever dumb name but we're, you know we're the, the we're the danker side of twitter that's the best way to put it we're we don't follow the norms we're not part of that more basic side of twitter yeah we're not you know talking about our fucking favorite food every day but no, I I will say this: like I'm I'm one of the more friendly edge lords. Same. Uh, I know yeah. Vic. Yeah. I mean, all of us were were generally kind of friendly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll tell you to go fuck off. <laughs> but you know, if you're in, if you got something going on and you tell us to stop, we're gonna stop. Yeah, we're gonna stop. Yeah, I but, always have. Yeah, I always have too. But yet, then you know, when I'm joking with people and the and see. This is what's so stupid. Sometimes the other accounts, they're in on the joke. Yeah, that's Many my big issue. Spaghetti dog. Everybody was in on the joke. Everyone knew that that account was a joke. It's fucking bullshit. Oh, no, it's completely... Oh, totally, in our man. 
and I get like, um, <clears throat> I know that there's like, there's two camps that argue this shit constantly. You've got the side that says free speech, free speech, free speech. And then you've got the side that says they're a private company. They're not beholden to free speech. That's fine. I just want equal treatment across the board. That's all I'm saying. If you're, if you're going to throw out these rules, enforce them equally. And that includes, <clears throat> and this might be a controversial statement, but that includes these LBGTQ plus accounts that will bash anybody who's cis or het or yeah. white or any of yeah. this other shit. That is the same as when a white person does it, or it's the same as when these edgier accounts make these jokes that you don't want on your account. It is. And I don't want to hear your site. The, and I don't want to hear the like reasoning. Yeah, of course you can talk about the greater thing, but that's not the fucking point here. The point you do is the same shit. You, you do the same type of shit that these other people do. You, there should be equal treatment. And if people want to bitch whine and moan about it, then again, these are the same people when they're not getting fucked with, they're telling it to people like us when we're not doing fucking anything. Exactly. I, I, I know, know this is a huge fucking tangent that we probably shouldn't have gone off on, but I got pulled into the middle of this shit and it kind of, you know, it riled me up a bit and I wanted the opportunity to say something here right now. And to anybody listening, um, uh, we'll end it with this. If you have lost multiple accounts and you continue to lose accounts over jokes, keep fighting, keep coming back, keep doing what you're doing because eventually Twitter is going to either get sick of banning us over and over again over literally nothing or they're going to realize and wake up and say we need to start changing things that's all we can do and i'm so sick of these people who like um when satan got banned um that was bullshit uh i did find out one of the reasons that they banned him and as much as i hate to admit it i understand why twitter did it it is against their rules he did break a severe rule with Twitter. It had to do with monetizing the account or something like that because he was using it to make money off of it. And that is in the rules. So I kind of get it, but everybody got up in arms when Satan got banned and that's good. That's fine. We need to be up in arms when stupid shit happens, but y'all ADHD motherfuckers got up in arms <laughs> for a week and then fucking forgot about it. Where's the fucking fight that was there two months ago. I don't hear shit about it anymore. I, I get that we need to focus on the issues as they happen. That's fine. Maybe we don't need to focus on Satan anymore, but this is still a problem that needs to be focused on and we need to keep screaming. And if enough people keep screaming, eventually change will happen. Uh, yeah, basically so everything he just any, said. Any, any kind of, like if it's publicly traded throughout the stock market, I don't think they're going to bend to anybody's will. Now, not unless people vote with their stocks and take their take the stocks off the market. Well, see, that stocks don't mean shit if everybody on the entire platform says, you know what, fuck this noise, we're done. Those stocks aren't going to mean shit if the website is no longer performing. Now, I know that this argument won't go anywhere, but this is another situation like YouTube where I think a legitimate replacement needs to come along. Something that works just as effectively but knows how to properly handle their fucking rules. 
Yeah, and I'm not going back to Facebook because that's nothing but an invasion of privacy. Fuck Facebook. Facebook is worse than Twitter. There's a reason that I still use Twitter. I have issues with Twitter. I have issues with its moderation. But I love Twitter compared to all the other social media sites because at least there's a little bit more freedom and there's an opportunity to make a change. Facebook is dead in the water. It's too fucking late. You've got nothing but conservative assholes on that website when you're talking about the user base. And then when you're talking about the people who run it, you've got a bunch of assholes who don't give a shit about your privacy. Yeah, basically. It's fucked. It's really, like, fucked at the moment. And it's like you said, if people are just going to... Like you said, after with Satan, yeah, after yeah, for like a good few days, you know, oh yeah, that thing was trending, you know, bring back Satan. I saw it on my trending side. Yep. Bring back Satan, all that shit. Then one or two weeks later, because I saw it for maybe a little bit longer than you did. I, I want to say like after two weeks, nothing after that. Yep. And, and well, I kept, I kept seeing this. Oh, I got Satan banned. I got Satan banned. So many yeah. fucking people were and, saying that. Yeah, I mean it's. I saw so many stupid screen captures, and you can tell they're fake. No, the shit that pissed me off was after Satan got banned, this account popped up <clears throat> claiming to be Satan. Claiming oh, to be yeah, the person who ran that. the Satan account. And was like, hey guys, I'm back, blah, 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 blah. And when it got found out that it was a fake, then all of a sudden it was, oh no, I'm not pretending to be Satan. I'm just honoring his memory and carrying on his legacy. Fuck you, bitch. You were trying to ride that fucking clout train. And when it ran to an end, you changed your tactics. And the worst part is, nobody fucking cares anymore. Nobody remembers the fact that he was saying, hey guys, I'm Satan. I came back. I missed you guys. Blah, 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 blah. Everybody fucking forgot about that. And this motherfucker's still growing. I just don't have really any words at this point, dudes. I just don't. It's... I mean, the whole, the whole, like, I love Twitter to death. It's where I found my friends. Same here. But the whole platform just kind of, it pisses me off. I like If the way I it's... could get everybody. Oh, go ahead. But like, if I could get all my friends, like, my real friends off there, like, if I could get their phone numbers or the email addresses or something like that, I would gladly talk to him through that see i like twitter though i like its setup i like the way that um see with facebook if you're trying to become like let's say you want to be a social media entertainer i won't say influencer because fuck that but let's say you want to be a social media entertainer kind of like i want to do i like making jokes i like making people smile on facebook you can't really succeed with that very well. You're very cloistered in. You've got like this, like, if you don't know the people, you're not going to spread. Spreading is extremely difficult. Twitter's set up in a way where you can meet new people, you can expand your audience, and you can grow. But unfortunately, with the way that this moderation is set up and the way that they're cracking down, uh, entertainment accounts like mine, we're getting fucking strangled for no reason. It's bullshit. Like, uh, if I make a tweet, uh, if I would have made one in November right now, if I make a tweet like what I made in November, in November, it would have gotten five, 600 likes and 200 retweets. Now I can make that exact same fucking tweet and I'll be lucky to see 20 likes because they've decided that my account is NSFW, which oh, yeah. uh, some of my posts were. For a while there, I was posting that super edgy shit. Like I was posting like cursed dick pics and things like that. I get why a lot of my tweets were put behind that wall. But if they were to give me the option 
to tag certain posts as NSFW and then tag other posts as clean, I would much prefer that because I, I know when I'm crossing the line, I know when I'm, you know, like my goodnight Twitter tweets, those were intentionally designed to push some buttons with the images. That was part of their purpose was um, the, the fucked up images kind of, you know, drive interactions and all that. Uh, and I'm willing to mark my posts individually. Okay, this tweet is NSFW, this tweet isn't. But they won't allow that. They just want to strangle my fucking account. They, they were banning, but I keep coming back. They can't do that anymore. It's not working. And every time I come back, my account gets bigger. So now they're just fucking strangling. I lost 50 followers in one day, Vic. What the fuck? You don't lose that many followers unless you're involved in some drama. Um, no, not usually. Uh, Jake, Jake gave me a shout out uh, because my account had been stuck at like 2,010 followers for like a month. Jake gave me a big shout out across all of his accounts and I made it up to like 2,050 followers. I'm at 1,973 now. Uh, when, yeah. Right after that shout out, right after the growth, it immediately dropped lower than it was. I dropped below 2K that same day. Jesus Christ. There's no way these people were choosing to unfollow me because even if it was the people from the shout out, even if they all unfollowed me, I would still be back at 2011, 2017. Yeah, something's up. The, the, this is not a case of people are uh, choosing to unfollow me. I mean, some of them probably are, and that's fine. I don't care. If you lose interest in my account, that's cool. No harm, no foul. I don't care. You lost interest in my account, you moved on. That's fine. Hopefully the next person can gain some entertainment out of it. But when you're losing that many numbers that quickly and there's no drama going on and you haven't done anything stupid that pissed people off, that's not natural. Oh, no. There's something um, they're doing. It's like you said. There's it's With the NSFW, they're either because I've seen this with some people. I can't say if this is a consistent thing because with this website, I don't think anything's consistently done. No. Um, because if that was the case, we'd be in a better spot. Yeah. I've seen people who've been, um, and this never has happened to me, so I can't say this ever. But to other people, I've seen them get unfollowed, um, but for no reason. Yep. Like they never, they never unfollow this person or whatever. They would just be unfollowed, like for no reason. Yep. Why I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's Maybe been a couple people. Like, there's a couple people that I used to follow that I would try to at them, and I'd look at my follower list, and I was like, where the fuck are they? And I'll tell you this. I know when it happened, too. I can tell you when it happened. January, when their term of, terms of service updated. This is oh, when all this so. shit went down. Look at Dragononon. Dragononon is a great example. Jordy, she used to have uh, the, the most fucking cursed account you can imagine, and she was, like, growing, like, three four hundred followers a week yeah super great that. that account is fucking dead now and it even stopped the nsfw shit like the nsfw shit is down to almost nothing it's a clean account now but fucking it's dead it's dead in the water and you're gonna tell me that uh it's because they all of a sudden magically lost popularity right after the terms of service updated that makes no sense that the only way that that type of like that type of um traffic would go down she would have to do something so stupid and quite possibly very illegal for um 
stuff like 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 um traffic like that to just go down like that. Yeah, fucking the people that still reply and still interact still fucking love Jordy. I still love Jordy's posts, even though they're not as cursed as they used to be. It's still great content, but I never see Jordy on my timeline. All I'm seeing now on my fucking timeline is promoted tweets and certain tweets from my followers. And usually it's the, no offense to my followers, I love y'all, but it's the basic bitch tweets. The, <laughs> the fucking, um, uh, I have a school test today or and I don't want to do it, or um, <clears throat> my dog just passed away. And that's fine, I get that those tweets happen, but if you click on their account and you view their tweets, they've got a fuckload of fucking tweets that are all really good shit, but it's trapped. It's not being displayed on the timeline at yeah, all. Yeah, I've seen, like, some of my, um, like, cause I'm not gonna, like, say about me, right, cause I don't really care all, I mean, I like traffic, but, you know, yeah. I'm not here to be an influencer or an entertainer or what, I just do me, but anyway, yeah. I have seen sometimes, um, some people are very active on, this I can attest to, I've seen many, I know many people who are very active on the website, who tweet constantly, all that good shit. If you, but here's the kicker: I have to click on their profile to see them how active they are. They will almost, it will be so inconsistent when they will be on my timeline, and yeah. it's fucking ridiculous. I don't know what's going on aside from the fact, but there's one thing I will say, and this is the same thing with YouTube. This is the same thing with um any social media website, YouTube, Instagram, all that shit. What they want to do is they want to just give the safe shit, like you said, yep. and the basic bitch to be very blunt. The stuff that's not, that's inoffensive, that can look good on commercials for um, other, it's like Jeb mentioned earlier, for other stock people. They don't want people like us. They, we, they don't want people like us who just don't give a fuck, who in my case, I, I just tweeted something about being covered in pig's blood and running around screaming about Mayans. They don't want <laughs> someone right. like me as like an example of what <laughs> of what can be offered on the website. I, and I can at least get that. But just be transparent about it. Just say, hey. Well, see, here's my thing. Not to sound like a dick, but eat or Vic, you've been more offensive on your stuff than I was on mine. That's like true. Like the I old Jet account and the uh, Skeptical Farmer. Yeah. Skeptical Farmer, right now I'm locked out of. I'm not banned. But old Jeb, I mean, you were far and above way more offensive than I was. Can I? That, okay, that is like, true. Like that was. Can I throw out a theory? This is oh. I'm diving into conspiracy territory here, but I have a theory. I was gonna say that a lot of my a lot of my uh, my IP ban happened around January. Yep. Um, so this is my theory, and again, this is I'm diving into conspiracy territory here, but I think that there are certain accounts, um, mine, Jeb's. Um, I don't know why Vic isn't in that list. It's kind of weird because he should be, but uh, these accounts that have been banned multiple times and then found a way to come back and sneak underneath of the radar. Um, I have a feeling that uh, Twitter knows that these accounts are um, ban evading and rather than um, closing them out again because they have uh, a community or a following, even if it's tiny or whatever, they just gave up on the banning and now they're just going to strangle the accounts, but they keep a close eye on them. And in your case, Jeb, you're more likely to be banned for something tiny 
than somebody else would be because of your past history. And they, I feel like they know that you were the person who ran the excuse me, but your kids are on fire account. And rather than um, doing anything about it right away and saying, well, you're dodging an IP ban or you're ban evading, they're just keeping an eye on you. And the tiniest little thing that pops up, you're fucking gone. I think that's the case with me. Well, dude, Hold I, on. Oh. No, I was going to say, I figured out that I was IP banned because uh, I found a bunch of different websites that offer emails. Mm-hmm. And I kept signing up for them, and I was trying to get back on Twitter, and it would, it would say, hey, you're suspended for 12 hours. Yep. All right, cool, that's whatever. And as soon as that 12 hours is up, it's like, nope, fuck you. Do, uh, I lost about 15 accounts yep. doing that. Same thing happened to me with Spaghetti Dog. Do you know how I managed to get Spaghetti Dog back, you guys? How? I know you guys don't like him that much, like he gets on your nerves and all, but uh, Crumbite, uh, he okay. made Spaghetti okay. Dog account for me, the one that I'm using now, and he put yep. it on a back burner for me, and he let it sit on ice for like 30 days, and then I took it back over. Okay. That's the way that that's the only way that you guys are going to get around IP bans at this point is you're going to have to find someone who's never been banned before. See, I think I'm off the list because I think they know all my IPs at this point and they're, you know, watching everything that I do. You need to find someone who's never been banned, never been IP banned, never had any trouble with Twitter. Like Yuri Jeb, um I've been planning on trying to get a hold of Yuri and asking her to do this. Um set up an account for you and then wait 30 days, and then you log in, you're immediately going to get bounced because they're going to want to do a bot verification with the phone number. So have a phone number waiting in the wings via Yuri, and then as soon as you get the passcode, you should be fine. But I will warn you, Twitter is cracking down on their fucking uh, lockouts like you got on your current account, Jeb. Um, I'm getting hit once a week on both of my accounts. Spaghetti Dog got hit four times in one fucking day on their goddamn lockout shit. Thankfully, I managed to slip underneath of the system somehow, and I've got Spaghetti Dog and my main account all both linked to my same phone number. So when they get locked out, I'm safe. My alt account wasn't so lucky, and they're not answering me back now. They keep adding my emails to the report, but I can't get my fucking alt out of limbo now. It's fucking trapped. I think with me, why I've been... um, Because I've lost, I think... Shit, I think like six accounts, five or six accounts, I think I've lost. Okay, maybe five, because one of them I um, disabled myself, so I'm going to count that out. But um, I think with me, why I'm more, I'm been so far lucky is a couple things. One, even though maybe Twitter knows who I am, I'm not that, I haven't really, like, not anything with Jeb. Or, I'm not to say anything, like, obviously against Jeb, of course. But, like, I haven't really said anything, like, that, um, I don't know, recognizable. Is, is, that's it, the best is it way. possible that the reason that you haven't been, um, the reason that you're still flying under the radar is because you haven't said anything directly to anybody? Like, um, you haven't I, replied to anybody with your super weird shit except for to me. And I'm already, you know, you know, like, I'm watched if this theory is correct. So they're not going to care what you say to me. I think that could be a thing. I think because I've stopped, um, I mean, I still reply to stuff. I don't really care. But I've not been in, like, stupid, like, internet slap fights anymore because that that was really the main problem. I was always in stupid arguments with people when, you know, looking back on it, it there was no fucking point to it whatsoever. 
But what I do is like what a couple things. One, I just talk about my music, which they've already kind if they know who I am, they've already kind of gathered with how my other accounts were because I was talking about music and comics back then. And then if you're more like if we're going by your theory, if they know you, but they know you better than me, then if they say me, they see me resp- responding to you, then they go, oh, OK, they're just being stupid together. Yeah, essentially. I, I feel like um, what Twitter is trying to do, but they're failing is they're trying to segregate. Uh, they're trying. Yeah, th- that might be a bad word, but like they're trying to keep the dank, edgy Twitter over here and they're trying to keep the basic bitch Twitter that the world sees over here. They're trying to keep us in a box. And if we try to step out of that box, that's when they're going to react. Yeah. See, here's where, How like, this is... Step out of our box? Uh, if a tweet <laughs> performs well, we're stepping out of our box. Yeah. So I think here is a, an example of, like, if we're going by the conspiracy theory, because this is all, this is just tinfoil hats at this point. Yes. I think this is going to be where I could get in trouble. If I and this is going to be my outside the box because I've had a few tweets that go as viral as I can for me, right? Yeah. Which is not much of the grand scheme of things, but I don't care. I like, I like it how it is. I think the the one point where I will get in trouble is if I go back to targeting certain people, and I'm going to be blunt. I, let's say if I were to go after, or if I thought like an LGBTQ person says something really stupid, right? Yeah. And I did what I do, you know, like I did on a few other accounts. I'm going to get fucked. Yep. I'm going to get fucked 100%. But if I don't, and I don't because it's stupid to begin with, but I don't get involved with those people anymore. Because then it'd be like, oh, he's going after, they'll think of whatever bullshit excuse they can in their heads. But as long as I'm with the people who are also shit, like shitheads on the internet, they're not going to touch me or as long as they can. And I also do things such as um, I, I again, I think it's really dumb that I have to do this. I censor the swear word. Sometimes I hate doing that. So do I. I do. I legit feel like a fucking five year old when I have to do the um, when I do like that symbol for you. I do like a like a arrow upside down arrow or whatever. I hate doing that. But that's all I can do yeah. i sometimes slip it i sometimes slip it in every now and then like um and i you know it's it's very dumb but that's all i can do because i actually despite me bitching about this i actually like the website a lot when i'm not with you know actual dumb idiots it's actually good yeah i mean i'm bitching about a lot of shit at the moment but that's because these are all legit problems that need to be fucking fixed with how i don't know and here's the deal now I think most of these people are locked up in their houses to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And these people are great at, I mean, I assume so. I mean, trying to like hold servers for a website. I don't think you, I don't think you can be a moron and do that. Yeah. Or, or maybe you can nowadays. I don't know. <laughs> Have you talked to Twitter IT? I have a couple never of times and it never goes anywhere. I always get fucking automated bot responses. No, no, I've not been taught. So maybe my theory is incorrect. I would say I've directly emailed them about getting uh, my IP off or getting certain accounts on end. And all I get is 
we're sorry, you were offensive, you can't come back. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Are you going to explain how the fuck I was offensive? I, I mean, know. it's... Yeah, I can go off on some tangent of, like, trying to feed a bottle rocket to a toddler. <laughs> but it's not... It's not like I go off on that shit on Twitter. I mean, trust me. Anybody that knows me can understand. I can go pretty fucking dark pretty fucking fast. But I try to keep it light. Yeah. Man. Uh, oh, but... Go ahead. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, this is all kinds of fucked up at the moment. And... Uh, Again, these and the and really the only time and this is the thing I'm just going to say this bluntly. I do agree with the idea that yeah, it's their website. But see, here's also a thing: you're not getting affected by this bullshit. It'd be one thing if somebody, if you know, like because I used to do it. So yeah, you could have an argument with me where I would go after people that I thought was stupid, and you could say, "Oh, you shouldn't have done that." You could have just so you would have an argument there. But I think, but now for the majority of the case, I'm not doing anything to anybody anymore. But I was still affected. Yeah, I'm going to say it's bullshit. I'm going to say it's bullshit. And the only time these people um, don't go, like don't wouldn't side with people like us is because they're not doing they're not they they're not into us to begin with. They're not into like people like us. Yep. They're not doing their fucking jobs. Oh, hold up one second, boys. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Hold on one second. Uh, this will all have to be edited out. So just hold on one sec. Okay. No, and I think that, like, my program might change, like, it might have come from that one kid that I called out. Oh, yeah, probably. The, yeah, that one kid that I called out for uh, posting their bullshit on our stuff. Oh, yeah, I remember some and of that, yeah. I, I know who the kid is, I know their account, I'm not going to call them out, because that's on them. You know, if they want to sit there and play their little games with people and be like, hey, I'm your friend, and then turn around and stab you right in the back, that's cool. Be, play your little games, but don't play it with the fucking report button. Yeah, right. I don't know. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Shit, this is... I think you can make this your segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, like, this will be my segment? Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, I'm I, 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 I'm okay with that because I still, hear that, I still want to hear that whole creepy bust. I will still read it. Oh, by the way, uh, go ahead, continue what you were saying, Jeb. I, no, I was going to say just hearing the name of it, that just that put me over the limit cuz I read the the original. Oh, Sonic Dynasty, yeah. Yeah. And this being part two, I'm like, uh, no. The, the first thing that pops in my head is Sonic Part Two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> so. Seriously, sometimes I like the thing I just found on tweeting right now. I'm going to be shocked. I'm still shocked, like, because see, I'm going to. 
see, this is the theory I'm going to try to do. Okay, so I tweeted this, like, you cowards, show us the meat lamps. <laughs> I'm wondering what it is that's not getting these, like, the bots or whatever. Is it, be- is it because I'm not saying swear words? Uh, it's possible because I feel like um, when I edit my swear words, I perform slightly better than when I just flat out swear. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, I didn't, I didn't really censor out a lot of swear words. I stopped using cunt. Um, fuck, I still use because we're all adults. Yeah, you know, for like a I'm not. I'm twelve. I, I can kind of, to an extent, understand why uh, Twitter is, um, you know, uh, you know, hitting me a little bit harder. Uh, my old account mostly consisted of uh, 18 to 24 year olds. My current account has a much younger audience. Um, I don't know why the younger audience gravitated towards me, but I'm looking at like 14 to 16. So I kind of get why Twitter's cracking down a little bit harder, but at the same time, I feel like it's not my responsibility to edit my content on Twitter. If kids are following me, that's not my fault or my choice. If the parents don't like them seeing the shit that I post, then they need to make sure that they're not using Twitter. That's not my fault. That's not on me. And it's not my responsibility to censor for these children. I'm going to post what I want to post. And you know what? It's oh, go ahead. Well, here, here's the thing. I used fuck because I'm an adult. Shit's not even a swear word anymore. Neither is hell, damn, god damn it, any of that. Yeah. And and I they 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 cracked down on all of us for saying retard. Yeah. So I shortened it to tard. Yeah. And they've never they've never hit me for tard. I don't think they've ever hit anybody for tard. I'm careful with tard because I know that that's a common thing. So I just replace the A with an at symbol when I type tard, but I still use it while we're waiting for Vic to come back. Uh, yeah, this is, I don't know. I just, I feel like Twitter is horribly mismanaged. Like it's a good site and it's sometimes they do things right occasionally, but more often than not, it's just, it's a fucking shit show. The, the management uh, is the fucking issue. Uh, I was going to say, I, I can't see, see Vic. He's still a blue screen on my end. Okay, uh, back up just a little bit there, Vic, and let me make sure you're in frame when you're normal position. Okay, I got to readjust this. Hold on. Um, alt. Pull. Oh, can I not pull that down? Okay, I can't pull that down any further. I need to. Oh, Fuck. Tech issues are magic. All right, cool. Uh, magic, kids. Now people get to see my <laughs> Skype profile picture in the top corner by your face, Vic. Right to, uh, it would be on my right if you if you were to look up. It would look as though you are looking at my profile picture. To the right a little. Or sorry, my right, your left. There you go, you're looking at my profile picture. <laughs> you just touched my profile Dang. picture. Stop it, stop petting the dog. <laughs> Touch butthole, touch butthole. You're touching a dog's butthole. Exactly. That's the only butthole I'll ever get. <laughs> oh, you lowered it back down. Perfect. Do not change your framing. I can lower this again back to normal so we're all the same height. 
Okay, um, all right, so picking back up, uh, we're dropping the Twitter rant for now. Like I said to Jeb, I think it might be an interesting idea to have a Twitter-based segment from time to time, a little shorter, that's all of us just discussing the issues that are going on with Twitter, because like I said, we're Twitter's our home. This is where our audience came from, as small as it may be. And as far as I can tell, we all pretty much love this site and the people on it, so talking about the issues here is kind of, I mean, it seems like it would be fitting. Yeah. Not every episode, because that would just become a slog, but oh, like, if, if oh, something oh, big comes oh. up. Okay, so um, picking back up, you have another film, correct, Vic? Oh, um... Uh, or was it just one film? It was just one film for now, although I do have an- another film coming um, the next time we record. Okay, uh, well, we will consider the Twitter rant to be my full segment for this episode. And then I will really quickly read through that creepy pasta because I know Jeb's kind of excited for it. And I am too, cause I've never read it. Alrighty. Well, on top of that, my, my segment's going to be very truncated because my segment was rather impromptu. I didn't have long to prepare for it, but I know the source material and, uh, you know, it's actually, I wasn't expecting it to be good when I bought it, but when I watched it, it was actually pretty good. Okay. Uh, uh, I will wait until we get to your segment to actually discuss what it is. We'll leave people in suspense for a little bit. But uh, let's get to this uh, creepypasta. Um, this is uh, the official sequel to Sonic.exe. Now, I've heard about this. Don't quote me, but I am fairly certain that this sequel was actually written by the original author of Sonic.exe. So that's, I'm sorry. That's kind of interesting that the person who made that... I'm, I'm going to say masterpiece, but for all the wrong reasons. Well, it's at least official canon. Yes. I can say that. Yes, we, we have the like fire out of a cannon. Now, um, to briefly explain, I have read Sonic.exe before. So very briefly, um, if I remember correctly, Sonic.exe is uh, the first one was a haunted Sonic game. And then it ended with um, him finding a Sonic doll in real life after playing the haunted game. I'm already getting blood cancer from this. Was that about right, Jeb? You've read it too. That's a pretty succinct synopsis. Alright. <clears throat> yeah, it's a little bit bench round, except for stupider. Yeah. And to be honest, uh, like most most of these video game creepypastas, they're fucking horrible. But bench round was decent. Um, I, I will never cover that on yeah, this show because it, it had some good points to it. It was interesting. Well, I that's just killer. Depending on which version you get... Or even Slenderman, depending on which version you get, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, there's some good Slenderman stories out there, but there's a lot of shit ones. Oh, God, yes. Um, And it's we laugh about those two girls that they said they killed in the name of Slenderman. (laughs) There is one creepypasta that I plan on doing on this show at some point, but I can't remember the name of it. And it's going to be a bitch to find. Vic, if you happen to stumble across it on your internet adventures, let me know. Um, it is a Pokepasta. I'm pretty sure you all know about Pokemon Creepypastas. Yeah, but I know they one, are a thing. This one in particular, 
uh, our main character ended up getting um, became psychotic and ended up with a split personality disorder. And he would have like conversations with his split personality about this haunted Pokemon game. And at one point, his split personality was like, "Dude, just put the fucking game down." <laughs> it was the worst Can't shit I've ever read. <laughs> it was the worst shit I ever read. But goddamn, it was fucking hilarious. Alright, <clears throat> it has been more than a year now ever since the Sonic.exe murders began to happen, and the police department still doesn't know who's still don't still doesn't know who's doing it or why it's happening. The first murders looked as though the killer did a sloppy job at it, but over time the killings, or at least some of the guys back at the station thinks it's just killings, have gotten more elaborate. The bodies have started to look like uh, fucking bullshit fucking notifications. Um, uh, bodies have been starting to look like the victims just dropped dead or there were disappearances. One thing is certain. All the victims seem to have each been burned slash destroyed, uh, have a burned slash destroyed computer with some data from a game called Sonic.exe. None of us have found any connections or clues that could help us learn all of this, uh, why all of this is happening. Well, no, that's not true. There was one cop who may have uncovered more about the murders than we did. The guy's name was Derek Green, a really good detective, mainly because he was always teamed up with his sister, Chelsea. Chelsea? Uh, is Chelsea spelled S-E-A? Like at the end? Uh, yeah, I think it's spelled. I've seen Chelsea spelled like that. Okay, so Chelsea. Um, they were assigned to investigate. I don't know, I've never read the spelling, but I fucked the girl. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, it's nice to have a pimp on the podcast. <laughs> uh, they were assigned to investigate the Sonic.exe murders. I should know because I was their boss at the time. They're both dead. Sometimes I wonder if I should have helped them. I don't know. Anyways, the boys have found Derek's diary. What the fuck? Are the boys back in town? No, my issue here is is that uh, it builds up these characters like, oh, they're good detectives, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you should, you know, sympathize to some extent with these characters. And then it goes to, sometimes I wonder if I should have helped him. I don't know. Anyways, the boys have found Derek's diary when we investigated his apartment. He hasn't been in his home for weeks. The diary recorded all of what Derek found in his investigation. My God, did he write a lot, especially after the police, the, ugh, the chief of police took him off the case. And a lot, by the way, that is spelled as one word, a lot. Fucking hate it when people, that is one of my biggest pet peeves in grammar when people spell a lot as one word. Sorry for the fuck. Two words, people. It's a lot. Yes. Not a lot. It's a lot. I used to have a meme. I found it on 4chan a long fucking time ago. And it was, um, this dude drew a picture of this little creature. And it said, whenever somebody says a lot as one word, I always think of it as a little animal called an a lot. It must be a Lorax ripoff. <laughs> and a lot. Wait, of is that the one where the guy tried drawing the a lot? Yes. Oh God. I remember that. <laughs> I used to have it. Uh, it's it's on my 
broken Samsung. Um, by the way, when I went to find out if I could find a way to pull the information off of the hard drive, now it won't turn on at all, so I have to take it in to get repaired if I want to get all my OG memes off of it. Oh, joy. And the screen popped off entirely now. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, um, and a lot of what he wrote down seems to be connected. He spelled connected with two C's. C-C-O-N-N-E-C-T. A lot of what he wrote down seems to connect a lot about what's going on with these murders. At least, I hope he was on to something. Here's what Derek wrote. 7.30 p.m., September 15th, 2011. Happy birthday to me. I got this diary as a gift from my sister, Chelsea. This will certainly come in handy when we both do another investigation. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Name's Derek Green. I'm a detective. Wow, I'm not really good at this. Hopefully I'll get better as I write in this. Anyways, I'll let you know if anything else happens. What a fucking killer diary entry. I was to say, this is a diary directly to yourself. It's not like a last will and testament meant to be found by somebody. Uh, I, I had a diary on my phone for a while, and I, I wrote it like I was talking to somebody, but I wrote it like I was talking to me, not to the diary itself. Fucking okay, girls. You just went full robot there for me. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, what I said was is that uh, I had a diary on my phone for a while, and I used it when I was at work because uh, my job was like I would sit in a wheelchair for like 12 hours a night and do nothing. So I would just write whatever I was thinking, but I wrote like I was talking to myself. Like I would like say this happened and then insert my opinion about it, and then I would get really bitchy about certain things and blah, blah, blah. But it was directed at me, not like I was talking to the diary. <laughs> and this is yeah. written like you're talking to the diary or like you plan on having it found. Yeah, like I said, it's not a last one testament. It's a fucking diary. Yeah, this the premise has already lost me. Like, I will say this. This is better written than the other creepypastas I did. But the way that it is... Um, the way that it's written, the, the premise has already lost me because it's like the diary was pre-established to be like a, a found footage type deal. And that just, that doesn't work. It should be written like he's just writing in his diary and you kind of have to pick up the pieces. This is, uh, it exposit, the, the way that it's written, it, I just, I'm not invested. 11.22 a.m. October 24th, 2011. Wow. Pretty interesting way to start off a case on Halloween. Our boss told us there's a stiff. Oh my God, he said a stiff. Is this like a 50s detective? Our boss told I, us there's a stiff in one of the local suburbs and he wants us to check it out. I'm thinking wow. of a stiff dick or something. I'm just thinking of the 50s. We got a stiff. <laughs> wow, been a while since me and Chelsea tackled a murder case. This might be interesting. We're in the truck right now, and we're heading for the house. Please tell me he was driving while riding. I'm just, I'm not over the fact that it's a brother-sister team of detectives. I feel like, okay, I mean, this... Um, my, my parents have all worked at, like, they, my parents, my grandparents, blah, blah, blah. They all have history in nursing homes, right? Uh, working in a nursing yeah. home, it was considered a conflict of interest for family to work on the same shifts and the same floors. Um, my dad had a thing about being with his mom all the time, so um, he used the fact that he had a different last name as a way around that so he could still work with his mother. Um, I feel like uh, a 
police case, like a police thing, they wouldn't put a brother and a sister together as a detective team because that would be a um, not a conflict of interest. I can't think of the word, but it would be... Would it be unprofessional? Yeah, it, unprofessional would be part of it, but there's a term for, like, uh, like when uh, an attorney represents a family member. Yeah, I don't know what the term is, but I do know that when it comes to uh, stuff like this, or um, let's say, like, um, if... Oh, this is maybe a different idea where you you're like a nurse or a doctor and you're operating on a family. I think there's yeah. some yeah, there's type a of thing. Yeah, there's a thing about that as well. You can't uh, uh, like a doctor, a surgeon is not allowed to operate on a family member because there is. Um, I can't think of the word, but yeah, a bias, which yeah. doesn't make sense in that context, but you know what I mean. But like, uh, okay, let's say okay. So if you're working with a partner, uh, detective, like you're a detective and you're working with a partner, and shit goes south. If something bad happens, you need to be able to keep your head in that situation. If you're working with a family member and something happens to your family member, you're not going to be able to keep your head in that situation. No. Sadly not, no. So that, I just, once again, this is more losing me as unrealistic. Um, anyway. Wow. Been a while since me and Chelsea tackled the murder case. This might be interesting. We're in the truck right now and we're heading for the house. Jesus, whatever happened... Oh, 2.30 p.m. Jesus, whatever happened in this house I was not expecting. The victim looks like something ripped his mouth open and tried to yank something out from inside. I've seen a lot of messed up ways to kill a person, but this is rather strange. I don't really think any normal person would do this. Um, I'm going to also stop and say that reading this, um, this detective, quote-unquote, uses a lot of shorthand. Like, um, really is spelled R-L-Y. I, I don't think that somebody who's in a like super professional position would do that even in their, you know, like diary. Like, I mean, I'm not a super professional, but I try to write as cohesively as possible. Even when I'm writing to myself, I don't use shorthand unless I'm doing it to make a joke. No one I know of does that. Like if you're a professional, the way that you write, uh, like, especially like uh, in a detective situation, there's a lot of paperwork and you have to write very professionally. That's eventually going to start to rub off in how you do things uh, in your free time as well. Yeah, I was going to say, when I, when I used to write short stories or uh, songs, even with a song, you're supposed to kind of keep it, you know, shorthand and free form. I never shorten words like that yeah uh another thing i will say this is kind of a compliment I, I guess it's more of a backhanded compliment um uh the description of how the uh victim was found dead that's interesting i actually kind of like that but i wish that it would have been expanded on a little bit more if you're going for this uh more visceral style of horror you need to go all out um the, the description should have been more detailed. I think that that would have taken it a better, like it would have worked out a little bit better, but you get one line, the victim looks like something ripped his mouth open and tried to yank something out from inside. I feel like that could have been better detailed. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of A-L-O-T-T-A, a lot of. I've seen a lot of messed up ways to kill people. But this is rather strange. I don't think any... I don't really think any normal person would do this. The cop present at the crime scene told us that the kid was like uh, was like this for two days and his parents just discovered his body and called us in the morning. 
how would the parents not know for two days that their child was like that? Actually, considering some parents, I would not be shocked. Uh, you know, that's actually... Okay, I, I, I will give you that. That is a fair point. But now all I'm thinking is that this kid has shitty parents. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably. What's really weird about this is that there's a badly made cut on his chest that's shaped like the number one. Okay. Um, see, that would actually, if this was like a longer thing, because this is fairly short. If this was a longer thing, that would set up for an interesting mystery. Um, I'm getting Silent Hill 4 vibes. Uh, Vic, have you seen the uh, stuff for Silent Hill 4? Uh yeah, what what are you what are you thinking of specifically? Um Walter, when he killed his victims, he would engrave numbers on their chest and there was a huge mystery around what the numbers meant. Oh and yeah. Over time it kind of became clear that uh each victim like it was like 01123 uh, and it turned out that it was actually 01-23 or 221, my bad. 01-21 and it was the uh the 21 sacraments for the ritual that he was performing. Yeah, I remember something like I remember seeing like videos that had gameplay about that. Yeah, see, that's an interesting idea carving the numbers on the chest of the victims. Um, but I feel like as short as this is, it's not really something that can be. It's really not something that can be expounded on. It can't be uh, built off of as short as this is. Like it, it's it's a good idea, but as short as this is, it just kind of goes nowhere. Uh, Chelsea told me she found a possible clue to the murder. She showed us that the victim owned a computer. The computer was badly burnt and wrecked. Both me and Chelsea have a theory on this. Either the killer destroyed the computer or the victim did it himself. Either way, we went to the station for research. I will say this. Um, they're thinking that this is uh, evidence uh, that the computer was destroyed. That's some sort of evidence. If the victim did it themselves, then that's no longer evidence. Um, I feel like it should have just been brought up that the evidence would be that the killer destroyed it for some reason. That's what their theory is. I, we're doing things a lot differently tonight, but you know what? I'm kind of happy with the direction that this episode's going. So just throwing mm. that out there. Um, I like the taking the more critical eye on this rather than just making fun of it. I do want to make jokes along the way still, but taking the critical eye is kind of entertaining. Uh, yeah. 6, 6, 10 p.m. All right. The guys from the lab have their report. They told us that the computers wrecked from inside and out. And what I mean by that is everything that was on the kid's computer is completely deleted while at the, while at the same time the computer got destroyed. The only thing that seems to still be in the computer is some data from a computer game called Sonic.exe. Now that actually makes sense. Um, my dad was a big fan of forensic files and criminal case and that kind of shit. And um, one thing that they brought up a lot when it comes to computers is uh, if you can, uh, like if the hard drive is intact, even shit that gets deleted is still on the hard drive. Uh, so that does make sense to an extent that there would still be data from that game, but at the same time, there would be more data still available as well, so that's a little off. Alrighty. Yeah. But I like that inclusion, though. That's kind of cool. Uh, 4.30 p.m., November 11th, 2011. A couple more murders these last few weeks, all the same killing method. Dead bodies, torn open mouths, destroyed computers. The more recent killings are looking less messy, as if the killer is being more careful with tearing out whatever he's tearing from inside these victims' bodies. There were also cuts on these victims' chests that seemed to be in numerical order, two, three, four, five, and six. 
The killer seems to be keeping count of all the people he's killing. Now, if it turns out that the killer's just keeping count for no reason, I am going to be disappointed because that seems like an interesting build. 8.30 p.m. Had dinner. Both me and Chelsea were brainstorming with what's been going on. It's really strange. The fact that the computers are getting destroyed every time there's a murder victim, and we find out that there's some old data from the same game, Sonic.exe. The name reminds me of all the times Chelsea played. Uh, me and Chelsea played some of our old Sonic the Hedgehog video games. I remember when we used to play Sonic Heroes. She always liked playing as Rogue the Bat, and I always liked playing as Victor. Um, okay, quick question. Uh, Vic, maybe you can tell me, uh, what year did Sonic Heroes come out? Sonic Heroes came out in... Um, give me one sec. So Sonic Heroes, that came out in 03. 03. Uh, this story takes place in 2011. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's eight years. Uh, the way that they're talking, the way that he's talking, it's like they were kids when they played Sonic. Sonic Heroes being uh, uh, the game in question. Um, that means that uh, eight years ago they were kids playing Sonic games. That that brings me into question as to how old our protagonist is. Is this he kid even can- old enough to be a detective? <laughs> I don't think he's even old enough to graduate graduated from high school yet. Exactly. If he would have said like, well, I know, I know a couple of guys that they went from being in high school, they went to the police academy, and within, I want to say it was one or two years, they were, you know, beat cops. But it's going to take you a hell of a lot of time to go up to detective. That was my thought, too. So I feel like it would have made more sense if he would have said, uh, like, the original Sonic games on the Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah, it would have made more sense. He would be, like, you know, in his 20s by then. Or, yeah. Yep. Uh, she always played as Rogue and Bat, and I always like playing as Vector. But it's weird. What does a Sonic game, possibly fan-made one at that, got to do with these killings? God. I hate the way this author writes. I, I really do. Got to do. Have. Have to do. Yeah, he, his... Um, and I know we like to make jokes about how I type in the DMs and everything, but... You're on Twitter. How the, jokes aside, <laughs> you're on fucking Twitter. You're just screwing around. Yeah, but I you never write stuff, stuff such as... Um, got to it's have to yeah like you, you this don't... is coming across like uh he's keeping notes for himself uh and like uh so he can look back at them and see if he can connect the pieces together I okay feel like this... here's only one way this could work okay so if this is a diary um you would have to make the writing consistent so let's say that his his background is i don't know it's not as like if we're not doing the stupid detective thing, because if you were not that well educated, you can't be a detective, like yep. a professional. But let's say that there is a diary set up, but this person's very it doesn't come from a great economic standing, doesn't have a great education. Yep. Then that's the only that's one of the only times I could think of where you can say stuff that is grammatically or yeah. sentence wise doesn't work, but it works in the context. Yeah. Cause of... it's a diary. If you're talking about a main character being, uh, from a poor economic place or a shitty education or whatever, um, it would make sense that they would write like in such a casual, I guess, style. And yeah, in a very, yeah, so um... pretty much if Vic taught him, 
Yeah, essentially. If his teacher was Vic. I'm going to kick all of you when you come to Michigan. <laughs> it sounds like fun. Um, my other problem, and this has been bugging me since I started, uh, like since I got to the first diary entry, the chief writes and speaks in the same way that this Derek guy writes and speaks in. Classic um, writer writer error. Yeah. You I never mean. you never should make the characters sound almost identical to each other. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna have multiple protagonists, uh, you want to make sure that they sound unique. That they're different characters. Um I'm probably not gonna finish this because I'm going off on so many tangents, but um a good example of having multiple main characters that are all their own unique person, um, the triflers by Mumkey Jones. Uh, All right. If I were to do a serious review at any point on the podcast, I would like to do a review of the Triflers, but I don't know how to structure a review very well yet, so I'm waiting. But um, he has four main characters, um, and each chapter it switches characters, and he also has different writing styles for each character. Um, uh, There's a character who's about to commit a school shooting, and this character, his chapters in the book are written as a manifesto on, that's going to be posted online. And the way that he writes is very unique to him. There are certain grammatical errors that he makes constantly. The way that he shorthands things, it stays the same. There's another character who is a... She's a chick and she's a fucking sociopath who is into uh, Nazi experiments and is wanting to perform experiments like that on people herself. And she is very intelligent, very cold, very calculating. When she is uh, the person who's um, in charge of the chapter, you know that it's coming from her. The way that she writes changes. The way that she spells words changes. She's more professional, more cold and calculating. There's no emotion behind what she's writing. It's very factually based. And then there's another character who's like this jock type character. And he just kind of got manipulated into everything and pulled into the middle of it. And when it's from him, it's, you can tell that it's from him because the way that he writes is different and unique. You don't have that here. And I know that you can just say, well, this is just a creepypasta online. Why the need for such deep criticism? If you're trying to make a written work, you need to put everything that you have into it. And these little errors are going to be noticeable. Oh, hell yeah. You're, you're putting out something for people to read. And you go, and I'm not, I don't pretend to know anything about like the creepypasta community or anything like that, but you're writing this stuff for people to read. Yep. So you need to have, so for instance, I don't usually, um, what's the one we're looking for? Uh, advertise it. I need to. That too. (laughs) But I have. (laughs) Yeah. But for instance, I have a, you know, a blog, right? Which I'm still updating and like putting stuff out i need when people tell me that there are writing errors because it's happened sometimes it, it happens sometimes yeah um i take it seriously because i'm putting it out for people sure yeah it's not professional it's not you know um yeah i'm not getting paid for this it's, it's a hobby know, it's a, but the thing is, i'm giving this out for people to read yeah um a few people that do but that's not the point it, people i need to put out good stuff it doesn't matter if it's um just me in my bed like right now typing it needs to be at least decent that's what i think yeah and don't get butt hurt when you get criticized Um, i don't know i never yeah yeah, um uh i think i'm pretty much done at this point it's this is just a boring fucking slog there's nothing really entertaining this is this is shit this is just bad writing it's not even something i can really make fun of but um 
Uh, Jeff the Killer. Y'all know how bad Jeff the fucking Killer is, right? <laughs> Depends on which version. There's a... Uh... There's a remade version, yes. Yeah, that uh, Mr. Creepy Pasta did. That's I think it's like forty some odd minutes long. So you're looking at probably about fifteen pages. Yeah, roughly. It, yeah, right. Uh, but um, Jeff the Killer. Um, it was on the Creepy Pasta website. It was like, you could say that it was like a, a birthing place for Creepy Pastas in a lot of ways. It was one of the first ones to get really big, like that and Slender Man. So it, it does have its place in creepypasta history, but it was badly written. It was just overall a bad story, the original. It was shit. And it got removed from the creepypasta website because it didn't meet creepypasta standards. Fair play. Uh, I get why they did it. Uh, the author of Jeff the Killer went on to the creepypasta website and made this big ranting blog about how amazing his fucking writing was and how people need to show more respect and how he was basically the godfather of creepypastas and blah 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 and it's like bitch no take the criticism look at your writing fix the shit and then re-upload it when it's better yeah it's that simple these people have these egos about this and it's like okay Calm the fuck down, Stephen King. Let's just give it a few more days. Speaking of Stephen King, and I hate to go back into, uh, you know, topics that are current events, but we're living in the stand right now. How does that make y'all feel? It gets me turned up. <laughs> you know what? Same here. <clears throat> now I have an excuse not to go outside of the house. This fucking social distancing shit ain't working around here, though. I mean, I know I live around a bunch of dumb rednecks, but, like, I went to go do uh, some stuff in my storage shit, and there's, like, a bunch of people at the park all, like, playing ball and shit, and it's like, do you people not understand the what social distancing is supposed to be? Like, yeah, I still go out, but when I go out, I avoid being around people. I go out to the woods or... Here's something I heard, but this was before the three-week lockdown in Michigan. I heard this from um, the uh, record shop guy that I go to. That's a couple blocks from my house. There are, there were. I don't think they're open now, of course, because of the lockdown. But there were like bars and other eateries like still open, even as all as my case as the cases in my state can state get, state kept getting higher and higher and higher. And now we're up to I think like a thousand cases in the state three door no yeah three driveways down from my house there's a bar that place only closed this week holy shit yeah um see in in my county alone there are last i counted it was 11 by now it's probably at least 12. yeah i mean and i'm talking like the the county I live in is not that big, and Ohio is kind of you know we're all kind of spread out. Yeah. But these dumbasses are like coughing on gym equipment and <laughs> going up behind people on in uh, McDonald's and sneezing on the back of the neck. Oh my fucking god! And these fucking retards. Yeah, I, I've. Ugh. Before all this crap happened, that's why I bring it up because some bitch shit did it to me. Oh my god! Yeah, like we're but we're being these... semi smart around here. Like the businesses, at least, like uh, fast food places, the drive-throughs are still open, but uh, otherwise it's closed. Like you can't go in. And 
um, the grocery store here in town, they won't allow uh, senior citizens in after like, I think it's 9 a.m. just to try and limit exposure and shit. But Good. like yeah. non-stores, like non-businesses, like the people are just being fucking morons. Dude, what I love about my town, aside from that, the, like that dumbass bar, if I walk down the street right now, it's a fucking ghost town. The most I will see as I'm walking like six, seven miles down the street is I'll see maybe three people. That's good. I wish people around here would and take that fucking tip. It's not oh. like they're one, two, three right after each other. It's like one mile I see one person. Half a mile later I see another person. Four miles down I see one more person. I mean... You know, in my town, we're actually being relatively smart. That's good. Like, my county is being retarded, but my town is being smart. Sioux Falls is being semi-smart. Like, it's it's much deader than usual. Usually it's, like, deadlock, fucking gridlock streets and shit. Like, it's still kind of busy, but it's a lot deader than usual, which is nice. At least they're kind of taking it seriously. Yeah. Uh... All right, anyway, so I'm done with that creepypasta. I apologize. I picked that at random, and I was hoping that it would be, you know, so bad that we could make a lot of jokes and laugh at it, but that was just straight-up bad writing. Oh, yeah. So just amateur. With that, uh, we shall move on to Jeb's segment. Okay, like I said, I did not have a lot of time to write down notes, so I didn't. I uh, got the names of the voice actors, but I'm just going to do like an overall of what this thing was. Now, the show is called Interviews with Monster Girls. It's a little Moe fluff show. But uh, Takahashi was done by Chris George. Sato was done by Morgan Garrett. Hikari was done by Brent April. Uh, oh, Machi was done by Tiffany Doty. Yuki was done by Sarah. This one's going to need a running start. Winding heft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking Nazi. <laughs> and Himari is done by Jamie Markey. Now... The overall thing with this is it's about learning to fit in, you know, finding different ways to be comfortable around your peers. I'm stepping away from the camera for a minute. I need to grab a bottle of water. I will be right back. Go ahead and continue. That's just cool. But it's centered mostly around uh, five characters. Like I said, there are Sato, Hikari, Machi, Yuki, and Takahashi. Takahashi is a biology teacher that is fascinated by the demi-human population. And, you know, he never got a chance to meet one, talk to one, whatever. But within the span of one day, he gets to find out that the new math teacher is a succubus. A uh, girl that runs up to him in the hallway is a vampire. He carries the body 
of a Doolahan to the nurse's office, and he gets to witness a snow woman get carried up to the nurse's office. Nice. And you know what? I like the fact that they hit on the Doolahan and the snow woman because I don't see those too often. You know, you get the vampire left and right, but. And these, they're not the monsters like. Uh, they don't fetishize it. It's not like Monster Musume. I see. You know, yeah, this is. It's literally, it's a bunch of little girls in. I can't remember if it's high school or middle school. But each girl goes to Takahashi, or they get sent to Takahashi, and he starts interviewing them, like, hey, what's it like with this? Does this really happen? And he slowly but surely learns about these girls. He offers different counseling to these girls. I mean, like, hey... You know, I, I understand this happens. Well, how about you look at it this way? And it, you know, it becomes, it's only 13 episodes long. But it is a cute little show. And by the end of it, the, the monster girls, the Denny's, are fitting in with their friends. The teacher is still helping them out. But the, the thing that it, got me laughing. You know how a succubus attracts men? Yeah. Okay. The succubus is she plays it down. She wears like a track suit. She tries to make herself look at like no makeup, plays down as much as possible. Now by the end of the show, instead of the succubus drawing in a man the succubus is being drawn to a man. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. It's that stereotypical, you know, hey, the girl likes the guy, but the guy is too stupid to realize it. Oh, that type of thing. Yeah. Which, you know, it's done a million times. It's done better a million times. But still, for, for what the show is, it's done really good. Obviously, it hits on just about every single one of the anime tropes. It hits on a pool episode, a festival episode. Um, just all these... It's formulaic. But it does the formula in a very good way. Like, you don't expect what's coming next. That's good. I like stories like that. And I'm not sure if they're going to do a second season. Like it, this is still it's a relatively new show. But it at the very end, uh, a new demi human comes in, which is an invisible girl. And it's uh, like it it sets up for uh, season two really really well but I don't know it's one of those things of I don't know if it's been too long in between seasons or if they're just waiting on more source material from the manga because this is based on a manga that was put out 
Yeah, there's usually chapters you gotta wait for and stuff like that. And then they can adapt more. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, this it doesn't look like it covers very much. I mean, this is stuff that you could probably bang out within maybe three books of manga. Yeah. I know that I know there's more than that. But like I said, overall, it's a very good show. Um, Moe as hell. It's it's uh, cute girls being cute for cute's sake. Sometimes that's all you need. I'm not one of those people that goes like... I mean, Moe's not generally my thing. I don't really like... I mean, I like pleasant things, but I don't like cutesy-wootsy type of thing. But for other people that are into that, you could do a hell of a lot worse. Especially in anime. Oh, yeah. And... You know, like I said, they it, it's cute girls being cute for cute's sake, but they don't it's not hammered into your face. It's done in such a way that it is it's natural. Like they're but, naturally this type of person. Yeah, like you can believe that uh, a high school girl is hyperactive and you know, goes all over the place. That's the vampire. And a funny thing is the the vampire has a twin. It's Hikari and Himari. Now Himari is a human being while Hikari or Hikari is a vampire. Yeah. So it's not purely based on genetics, it's just a, a mutation. But all in all, I will give this. Honestly, I will tell you if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. I mean, it, it will kind of bring you back to, you know, if you're older than, like, if you graduated from high school, it'll kind of bring back some of the nostalgia of, like, hey, I remember being in that situation, or I had a teacher that was like that. But, like I said, all in all, if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. I mean, if I had to... Well, I, I will rate it, but honestly, I'm going to give it... For being a Moe show, I'm going to give it an 8. Okay. I've, I've never really watched any Moe animes that I can think of, so I don't know what to expect for that kind of a genre. Um... Like I said, this it's pretty much cutesy girls doing cute things. You know, it's it's just kind of fluffy. You know, no stereotypically no plot. They just kind of go through each individual episode as it's a new thing. Okay. But for being a cutesy little show like this. Like, a friend of mine recommended this to me, and my first thought was, oh, God, it's going to be another Monster Musume. Which, cool, that show's good for what it is, but I saw the the cover, and I was like, oh, my God, these girls are teenagers. I don't want to see that. But when I first 
watched it, it, it got its hooks in me. And like in one sitting, I sat there and I binged it all. I'm like, I don't know if I was drooling on myself or what, but I was just kind of like sitting there going, when's the next episode? <laughs> oh man, I got, I got to wait through the end credits. Oh man, it's sort of like ear cancer. Skip. Which, that is one thing I will admit about anime. Um, there are very few that switch up the... Well, if it's uh, 24 episodes, they usually switch up the songs right around the 12-episode mark. But if it's a 12-episode 12 show, it's, it's the same song over and over and over again. So, I will tell you the... The LP for this, it's very, it's light, very nice. Uh, it's heavily done with pianos. The very end of it, it's like classic music mixed with pop music, but it's not loud. Okay. I think I, I, think I, I have like a general maybe idea what he's talking about. Like I know I'm into some bands that are very, um, like I'm like, with my new music I'm getting into, there's kind of like that light kind of feeling, but there's some classical in it. I think I have a general idea what he's talking about. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, not like uh, the the genre itself doesn't sound like something I'd be into, but maybe this particular series would be something that I wouldn't mind checking out. Oh, like the, like I said, especially oh, for you and your nephew, it's something cute to sit there and watch. It's not offensive. I think the, I don't even think they swore in it. They might have said that they might have said hell once. But like I said, this is, it's a very juicy show. It's not going to go fly off the handle. Be like fuck you. You know, there's no shame to this Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. But yeah, if, if you get a chance to grab your nephew, grab a kid, sit down and watch it with them, you'll have a good time. Okay. I will definitely keep that in mind. Um, actually, quick question, because I've been considering watching with him since he's in my room a lot of the time now. Is Reincarnated as a Slime something that he could watch, would you think? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. It's uh, Reincarnated as a Slime is a shonen. So it is actiony, but I'm cool with actiony as I, long as there's nothing overtly sexual and there's not like huge amounts of gore. Like uh, I'll let him watch the first half of ReZero with me, but then like uh, around the uh, episodes where uh, Battle Goose uh, shows up, I won't let him watch anymore. Yeah, the uh, yeah the last twelve episodes, but um, no, I think the most offensive thing in Re and. And reincarnated as a slime is there's one character who has the cliche prominent boobs and I think there's like two episodes that show blood. I know in the opening credits he you know cuts a snake in half and you get to see like a trickle of blood. Okay, um I guess I'm kinda cool with that. Um 
Uh, a little bit of blood doesn't really bother oh, see. me too much. We are now recording. Um, sorry for the cut, everybody. We got into some deep shit, and it yeah, we were talking about how chimpanzees like to have sex with jaguars, and that jaguars are the actually in our White House. The president is not human. He is actually a jaguarkin. No, he's a fucking oompa loompa. Well, no, oompa loompas are a racist term for jaguarkin. All right. Anyway, um, so a shitload was cut out, like, an hour, I want to say. Like, yeah, something like that. Uh, it was just personal shit that does not go on the podcast. And so we had to cut for a brief moment, but we are back now for the outro. Uh, sorry for that hard cut. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching this episode of the Pillbox Podcast. Hopefully the new format is fun for you guys. Um... I'm really hopeful that this does well because I really enjoy doing it this way and I'm going to keep doing it this way even if it doesn't do well. But this has been awesome. If you guys uh, enjoyed the show, please like, comment, and subscribe. Um, be sure to follow Overlord Vic on Twitter if you just stumbled across this on YouTube. Uh, I am Meme Spaghetti with three S's. Um, Jeb's account is shut down at the moment. So I can't, I can't pimp him out at the moment, but once he gets his account back, we will start doing that again. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you guys. Now we're going to attempt to do a live stream. Uh, this has been Pillbox Podcast episode eight. Hey. Uh, I am Thank Monica. You, I am Vic. And I am Jeb, but I have one final thing. If you guys like the direction that uh, my review went in this time to where it's not detail oriented, uh, please give me a you know comment down below, and uh, we'll figure things out from there. Yeah, I, right? I, I've been wanting to mention this, but I keep forgetting. Please, if there's anything that you think that we can change about the format of our co of our podcast, comment. We might not take advice on everything, but we're willing to receive criticism and read it and try to understand where you're coming from. And if we feel like we need to make changes, we will make changes. Please tell me to shut up. <laughs> uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, this has been super fun. We appreciate you guys. Have a great night.